0: by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. Walk me through the other thing that you worked on. Then Walk me through the DCF. You said something that kind of caught my attention. You said to build a discounted cash flow model for a company that hasn't sold any products yet. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay, so they're pre-revenue, is that right?
1: Yes, they are pre-revenue.
0: Okay. So how do you build a DCF for a, a company that's pre-revenue?
1: Um, so for to build a DCF that for the company that is pre-revenue, I project like the revenue of this company out to 10 years from revenue down to on the way down to three cash flow and apply a very high discount rate to account for the fact that like they are very risky and they haven't had like a real business model yet to derive their current values. And um the revenues for this company currently is, you know, like non-existent, but because this company has strategic plans and strategic decisions, we look at you know, research equity research reports of comparable companies to see how much units it will sell in the future and how many retail stores it will reach within 10 years to, you know, derive the current value of the company.
0: Okay. You're saying these equity research reports told you how many units this company will sell or how many units are comparable companies will sell.
1: Yeah, how many units comparable companies would sell like during the founding stage?
0: And so, how do you how do you go from what the comparable companies are going to sell? How do you go from that number to what this company is going to sell? Because they're not the they're not the actual company being covered by the research, right?
1: Yeah. So um so. To do that, like we have to rely on a lot of assumptions. Like first of all, like what we do is just simply estimate the units that it will sell. And then like we speak with management like to ask them like, okay, like what, how many units are you guys trying to manufacture this year? And um, what kind of retail stores are you guys trying to distribute your products to? And um, we also look at the size of the market, like, to kind of like estimate the growth, the revenue growth rate for this company. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, So I think I will answer this question slightly differently because when I asked you like, okay, so how do you build a DCF for a company that's pre-revenue? What I'm really getting at is like, the interesting part of this question is like, you know, it's hard to project out five to 10 years for a company that historically has had no revenue. Like, what are you projecting off of? Does that make sense? Like, that's the crux of this question. So even though that's not how I asked it, um sometimes you had to be able to infer what it is that the interviewer is really getting at right and if you're not sure then don't just assume but like clarify and be like so just so i'm clear are you asking me like how are we able to project out that far for a dcf given they've never had any revenue in the past is that what you're asking or are you just asking me like how did i actually do the dcf from like uh you know, financial modeling standpoint, which was not what I was actually getting at. Right. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Um, and I say that because you started out by saying, okay, so I project the revenue of this company out to ten years, from revenue down to down to free cash flow, and I apply a discount rate, and it's like you were kind of telling me the steps to a DCF, right? Which would be fine if I asked you, like, okay, walk me through how you do a DCF, but that's not what I really asked, right? Yes. So I would like skip that, but I would just say, um, once you clarified uh, what he's really asking, let's say it's the fact that well, they don't have any revenue. so how can you do a DCF? Then I would say, well, you're right, it was a more difficult company to do a DCF for, you know, versus like maybe a large mature public company that has a lot of coverage uh, on the equity research side. but what we did, to, and I think that's also what made this project really interesting for me because it was such a great learning experience. But what we did um, to basically adjust for that is, you know, these three things. One, we um, we had to triangulate it. So we first started off by, um, you know, talking to management and just like learning more about their plan for the year. Right? And how many like that's like things like how many units are they trying to manufacture? What kind of real retail stores are they trying to distribute, uh, distribute their products to? Um, just asking those types of questions so that we can actually do a bottoms up build for revenue. Right. Second thing we did, in addition to just talking to management, is we also looked at um, the rest of the market. Right. We pulled equity research report. We looked at the rest, uh, we looked at other comparable companies in the space and how much they're selling. We looked at the overall size of the market. We looked at how quickly the market's growing. Um, And then we made some assumptions about this company's market share within that market and whether they're gaining share or they're losing share or whatever, that's more of a tops down approach, right? So if I know the company's gonna be a hundred million dollars and I know we're gonna be 10% of the market, that means we're gonna, should be able to sell $10 million. Mm-hmm. Right, and if I say like the market stays the same next year, it's still 100 million dollars, but I'm gaining share, and next year I'm up to 15, 15 uh, percent of the market, Then next year I should do 15 million. Right, so it's like that's more of a tops down approach to projecting revenue. Right, um, and then so now I've done a bottoms up, I've done a tops down, and then like again, just like I said, because it's good to do things in sets of threes. Maybe the third thing you do is like, you know, and the last thing that we really had to do for this DCF is we use a very high discount rate because it's just such a risky business. It doesn't have a track record. Um, they don't even barely have a business model yet. And so that was the third adjustment that we made to make sure that we got to a value that was conservative enough. And so if you do it that way, then like, you know I just gave you three reasons and then Maybe add a concluding sentence like, um, and so that was how, and so that was how we approached the DCF for this pre-revenue company.
1: Yeah, gotcha. because, because again, I
0: noticed like when you finished answering my question, like it kind of felt like there was like this um, abrupt ending, yeah. right, like, which you do a lot. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, gotcha. Thank
0: you.